most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 8th day of June. It's my mom's birthday. I had to send her uh, something from the cash app. 2023, right? No more cards. Just a, just a, a load on the cash app and a few dollars and a happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, mom, if you're watching the program. Um, got a good show tonight. Dalvin Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook was cut today. By Minnesota saved some money there. And I didn't realize this guy's 28. Somebody's going to get a good running back. And it looks like the leader is going to be the Dolphins. Also, Bryce Young already named the starter. We'll talk about that situation there. Zion Williamson uh, kind of got embarrassed on the internet. I'll have to say that. A lot more embarrassment rather than actual criticism for Zion Williamson. Uh, also, obviously, we're going to talk about game two. We'll be back here. I'll be back here in 49 seconds after uh, our break and uh, jump right into the NBA Finals game two here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S scope, S K O P E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Then I'm back here live on all links. Okay, now Denver, and this coach, Mike Maloney, I really like this guy. For one thing, he thinks almost verbatimly, as I'm thinking, he almost sees verbatimly of what I see in this particular series, uh, just not just the basic talks about, well, getting the loose balls and all that stuff. But, it, it, you know, everything I said that they should do, Denver should do, it should take it, for instance, taking advantage of their height, uh, getting more points inside the paint, uh, even use the terminology, uh, it's not letting them – is is the idea of you're going to have to take this from Miami, okay? You're going to have to take this champion. They're they're not going to give it to you. This team was in the finals a few years ago. They were in the conference finals last year. Uh, they 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 expect to win. They're not happy just to be here. Listen to the pregame speech. I got this little sound. It's not going to be perfect sound because I got it off my TV, but I like because I recorded the game. And I like what Coach Malone said, Pickles. Listen up. Well, as soon as I find it, I'm hitting the wrong buttons here. All righty then. Uh, here we go. Back each other out of both ends. We got to play for 48 minutes tonight. All right, we have dominated six quarters out of the eight. 
The fourth quarter has given us issues, all right? Play for 48 minutes tonight. The second thing is this. Jess, how many years better leave? 16. This is your second time in the NBA Finals? Yeah. Gives you how many years in the league? You've been in the Finals before? First time. Jess, how many years in the league? First time in the Finals? Enjoy this moment. Enjoy this opportunity and embrace it. And play with an urgency and a desperation that embodies that. We didn't have that in Game 2. That's who we are. That's why we're here. Go out there and take it. And that's exactly what they did. You've got to play four quarters. You can't sleepwalk it. He said that because he thinks that this team is all about just drawing a paycheck. You're Matt Ryan's. No offense to Matt Ryan's, but I always thought he's a guy that just enjoyed drawing the paycheck. He really didn't care if he win or lose. There's other players that will throw a, a you know a chair through a locker that they busted their rear end off and and, and they they want to win at all costs and, and he 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 you know tagged into that so listen to and th- this was what this was what I said on Monday after the uh, after the game on Monday very similar there your team you got the number one seed you're playing a team that historically has went on the road. Every odd is stacked against the Miami Heat. You're, you're, you're not entitled to this game. You're going to have to fight these guys tooth and nails. Like my dad used to say in stuff in life, you've got to take it. They're- See, that's the, that's the key word, take it. You have to, take the, you have to finish this game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Pickle uh, says four four quarters, Denver wins. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at it as if, uh, you're a closer. Uh, you're a, a, a Mariano Rivera. Uh, you you are here to close this game out. And I like how that they fought on every single loose ball. They got the ball inside the paint. Now they didn't use Porter like I thought they would. But I said also on Monday after Sunday's, you know, these long layoffs after Sunday's game, I said no, they don't need to with, with this height advantage. With this kind of height advantage, they need about 25 more points in the paint. And, of course, listen to what they got. Uh, let's go back to these team stats here, folks, if I can get squared away. Uh, let's see. Let me – got a 1,000. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, points in the paint, Pickles. 60 to 34. That's 26. I said, and they need to have about 25 more points in the game. Well, they got 26. Uh, Denver, 60 points in the paint to 34 for Miami. Uh, rebounds. I said, they don't need just a few more rebounds. You got you got a 6'10 guy. You got a 6'8 uh, uh, small forward there. 6'10 power forward. That is not your center. Your center is joking. The Joker at, at 6'11", Pickles. This is very throwback, you know. The Joker at 6'11". So you, you said, well, what, what's what's the answer? They got 25 more rebounds as well. 58 to 33, okay. Uh, they did, did they get three ball happy? No. Five for 18, 11 for 35, Carlos, from the Miami Heat. I thought the heat would kind of cool. Uh, you need other guys to play well other than Jamal Murray and the Joker who brings it every bleeping night. So 
they got their Austin Reeves. They got their uh, 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 Duncan Robertson pickles. They got their uh, glass plant. Get the Windex out, pickles. Get the Windex out with them kind of stats, man. You know, I really like a team that that communicates, that plays to the ball, that plays 110% up to their strength. And, and this was a road game, 15-point road game. And it was, a to me, I thought it was a work of art. I'm not a Denver Nugget fan. I mean, I, you know, I'm out of Nashville. I kind of like to see Memphis win. But it was a work of art the way this team communicated. You know, Aaron's Aaron Gordon, his stats will not show up in the stat sheet. But, man, he played some wicked defense out there. Wicked second chance points. He did miss some free throws that he probably should, but he's playing like a uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, the former Orlando Magic, knows what it's like to be on a loser. And now he's in the finals. You know, he's playing like the worm, Dennis Rodman out there. Uh, not as over the top as Rodman, though, does a foul like Rodman, but he's shooting free throws like Rodman and he's staying on the ball like Rodman. But uh, to what I was about to say earlier, you say, well, well, who who, who are you talking about here? I'm talking to a guy by the name of Christian Braun. He is their Austin Reeves. Uh, he is the Duncan Robertson. Uh, it's pronounced, according to Mike Breen, Christian Brown. Uh, but it's spelled, guys, this guy, this rookie out of Kansas, his name is spelled B-R-A-U-N. And I'll tell you what, he put the clamps on Jimmy Butler at times. He put the clamps on. He made some hustle plays, uh, uh, really good passes. Uh, he, 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 he got a uh, fast break to the basket. I, did, I thought he was playing out of control. I didn't think he was going to hit it. And the guy has <laughs> this guy, Braun, uh, game of his life, man. He's seven for eight. Seven for eight, uh, four rebounds, one assist, one personal foul, 15 points. And, man, that was the difference in the game right there. That's exactly what this team won by, what was uh, what was 15 points. We know that Joker, Joker 32, 10, and 21 rebounds, five personal fouls. That's called getting physical, like the late, great Livia Newton-John song goes. Uh, let's get physical. Uh, yeah, uh, the Joker almost uh, fouled out of the game, but he didn't. Here's some more interesting. Now, giving the love to the stars here. Uh, this is I got this off of ESPN. Thank you, Livia. Uh, I got this off ESPN uh, stats here. Eighty percent of teams that win uh, win the series after winning games three when tied one to one. Uh, another stat that really favors the uh, that really favors this this Nuggets team. Uh, I got I got to also say this. This was also presented by ESPN. I got this off their Twitter page. The Joker leads all players in points, rebounds, and assists in 2023 playoffs. If this holds, if if this holds, he will be the first player in NBA history to lead in all three for a full postseason. I mean, this dude is playing out of his mind right now, you know. And and like I was telling you guys yesterday, I've been watching this Bill Walton documentary. Uh, 
you know, part of it's basketball with with 70s Grateful Dead music. I like that decade of music. It's really good. And, and you know, I think about a Bill Walton in year three, not Bill Walton that was injured the first couple of years, but Bill Walton in year three when he bulked up and that team got a new coach, Jack Ramsey. And I'll tell you what, he 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 he, he didn't he didn't back down from anybody. Uh, his passing ability, uh, his uh, scoring ability on the inside, that basketball IQ. Uh, you know, this guy's. You know, he he's he hasn't got Bill Walton's resume yet. Walton's got two rings, one with the Blazers and one with with Boston. But I do think they're on their way. Now, all this means, never mind, if for whatever reason they lose, um, you know, if they don't win two more games, if they don't win two more games. Also, you got to look at Murray. Uh, Murray Murray saw what – he probably saw what Steve Kerr and Draymond Green were talking about on this podcast. You know, uh, oh, I'm the head of the snake. Okay, I'm going to bring it too. Jamal Murray, um, this was a stats and info thing. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are the first teammates in NBA history, regular season and or playoffs, to each score 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. That's unbelievable. They're also the first teammates to have 30 points, 10 assists in the same playoff game, other than Claude Drexler and uh, Terry Porter back in 92, and I remember that series. Of course, they lost that series. Um they end up losing that series to the um, the, to the uh, Chicago Bulls. Listen to Mike Malone uh, going into the fourth quarter last night to try to remind these guys, yeah, you're playing well. You're seeing those white shirts. It's, you know, they do the whiteout games in Miami, and uh, uh, they, they have a lead. They seem to establish. But remember what happened when they had the 15-point lead in, in Denver on Sunday night. Uh, Duncan Robertson hits a flurry of shots, uh, Carlos, very cr- almost Reggie Miller-like against the Knicks in 95. Listen, he re- re- reiterates what he said in pregame, Mike Malone, uh, at the end of their third quarter. Hey, Yeah, first two games, they won the fourth quarter. Tonight, we win the fourth. Very John Voigt and uh, Varsity Blues, I want to say, uh, uh, hit movie in the 1999. Uh, tonight, we play Bingville. Tonight, we beat Bingville. And he's saying, tonight, we win the fourth quarter. We, we finish this game out. We close up. Uh, so they played really well, uh, road game, took the crowd out midway through the third quarter, kept them out. Uh, looks like a really good run here going for Denver. Uh, they got two more to go. You cannot write Miami off. My original prediction, this would probably go uh, five games. There's still a chance Miami could come back and shoot the lights out tomorrow, although Tyler Hero has been uh, already ruled out for the Heat. Um, I, I've learned the hard way not to, not to doubt this team. If I'm Denver, I'll say, listen, you got two more games. Don't read those stat lines. Don't be watching ESPN. Don't be scrolling through Twitter and Instagram. 
Stop reading your press clippings, right, Pickles? Go out there and win these other two games. Again, they're not going to give them to you. You're going to have to take them. Uh, Pickles says game five either way will be a war. Yeah. Yeah. And my guess is somebody from uh, somebody from Miami will probably get thrown out because they got a lot of pride, man. They got a lot of pride. Maybe Bam fouls out. Maybe Butler gets a couple of technicals. Maybe one of their bench guys get technicals. Uh, they're going to go out. Uh, they're going to go out swinging. That's their nature. Uh, Carlos says if if Miami gets these players in a half court game for Miami to set the tone, it's harder for Denver. However, Denver can overcome that uh, press with Spolstra. Yeah, now I, I disagree. If you get them in a half court deal. Uh, remember, Denver has a huge size advantage. Uh, Miami was going to have to use their bench, in which they do, and they're going to have to stop relying on the three, get other higher percentage shots. They're going to have to risk getting charges, going to the rim, and that's another thing. They went straight to the rim a lot, coast-to-coast. Uh, coast. I like that coast-to-coast coast play by, by Joker. I like the one by this guy, Christian Brown also known as Christian Brahm, which Christian will show up. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, Jamal Murray was just money. He seemed to be everywhere. He seemed to be a step ahead of everybody. I was really surprised that Miami actually looked as slow as they did because they have not looked this slow in the other games of the series. In my opinion, they are the faster team. They seem like the more athletic team. But maybe it was simply that Denver was, was, you know, not giving up on any loose ball. Absolutely whatsoever running people down. And that's how you win championships. Whoo, man, that is a mouthful. Let me get a swig of water on that one. Either way, I look forward to a good game, Carlos. Hopefully you'll be on tomorrow. We'll talk about the, that game and a couple of things I was wanting to send you. Hope all is well out there in New York. I know it's uh, a kind of a crazy haze. I want to say a lot of MLB games uh, canceled because of the uh, the brush fires all the way up in Canada. Apparently, that is still going on. Okay. So let me make sure that I got everything. Uh, fourth quarter, Denver losses. Okay. All right. Uh, you know something? I'll say this. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook was cut today. Uh, Dalvin Cook is 28 years old. I did not know that he was that young, folks. I actually thought he was about 31. And, you know, he, he's got uh, – Cook has got uh, really good numbers receiving last year. You know, 295 yards received, 39 catches for Cook. And he wasn't even in the same offense that he was in years past for uh, Dalvin Cook. Now, the reason being for this, uh, Minnesota will save uh, $5.1 this year uh, in cash, which they can use uh, to bring in another player if needed, uh, $3.1 But, but... Uh, overall, it will free up nine million. Excuse me, nine million dollars in cap space this year. Twelve and a half million next year. And uh, Spot Track says that Allison Mad uh, Alexander Mattis Matson here 
has two years, seven million. He he's he's a drop off from from Calvin. Uh, I'll say this: Dalvin Cook is a guy who has lived up to his his billing. He he's a guy who's earned every penny that they've given to him. Uh, he's only he, like I said, he'll be twenty eight August tenth. Uh, so he, he, you talk about a guy, he came in at, at 22, uh, second round pick out. This is an ideal play though. You talk about a very valuable, uh, quality Dalvin cook and Justin Jefferson have been two home runs for Minnesota Viking management. I'll have to say, and you know, you look at a guy like cook, uh, running out from underneath, um, who was this guy that coached him? Uh, Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak was the head coach there, uh, offensive coordinator there for a few years. Excuse me, not the head coach. Uh, Kubiak was uh, the the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos when Terrell Davis ran his two thousand yards. They went back to back Super Bowl wins. Uh, he was also the head coach there for uh, when when uh, uh, Houston had their run there. And and uh, Aaron Foster went crazy with, with, with his uh, running skills. So this guy is really good at the running game. Uh, that zone block and running scheme that that he used under Kyle Shanahan or under Mike Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, his uh, Mike's son, uses that same block and running scheme also. Uh, so it, it, it's for certain running guys like Dalvin Cook with his vision. His his um, his 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 speed, his vision, his football acumen—it's perfect for what he does. A, a, a dual uh, threat running back like that, a passer and a rusher. I've seen this team, and I'm not a big running back. You guys know that. But if you get a good running back in that good block and running scheme, uh, he can make a mediocre quarterback look good. And it makes me think about Saquon Barkley holding out potentially for the New York Giants when you've got a guy like Daniel Jones at quarterback. You know, so that could be an issue for them. As far as Dalvin Cook, uh, he's going to be a bigger uh, free agent than I originally expected him to be. Uh, there's already a lot of uh, talks about Mike McDaniels. Uh, he was asked today in his press conference. I guess they're doing. They're everybody's doing these mandatory mini camps in June, and uh, McDaniel's is playing dumb, kind of just talking gibberish. I didn't even want to play the the soundbite from Mike McDaniel's on Dalvin Cook, but he was just saying uh, in so many words. Yeah, I'm not saying a lot because I'm really trying to get this guy here. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a is a Miami native. And, you know, I looked at that Miami roster there. Uh, I like Raheem Mostert. I want to say he tore his ACL. He's had multiple leg injuries uh, that has held him back over the years. Very lucky, uh, fortunate for him that uh, McDaniels, who was also former uh, of the 49ers, brought him and Jeff Wilson over. Uh, Raheem Mostert, really good fantasy guy when he's healthy. Uh, they did not run the ball enough. They they did not run the ball enough when he was at Miami. But with Dalvin Cook there, 
with that same type of zone block and running scheme, if Miami can find a way to bring him in there, uh, that is a big upgrade. That is a big – I remember watching Cook in Minnesota going against the number one run defense, and the only thing that Minnesota could do at that number one Tampa Bay run defense a few years ago was uh, Dalvin Cook going. And he ended up getting 100 yards against that that best run defense in the league. I thought, man, can you imagine Dalvin Cook with Miami? Now, I'm also looking at Tua there. Tua has put on the proper weight. Uh, his thighs, he's doing a lot of leg work. He, he's looking like his teammate, former teammate at Alabama there, um, Oh, God, the guy's name, Jalen Hurts, with his – Jalen Hurts can squat 600 pounds, you know. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts can squat – but I'm thinking if they can find a way to sign Dalvin Cook uh, for a modest contract and rely on that running game more uh, than they have in the past, lean lean on that running game and not your – the Bible says lean on the Lord and not your own understanding – if you if, if Miami, think about this for a second, guys. If Miami can lead on that running game with the Dalvin Cook, even when it's really tempted to throw the ball to one of those game breakers on the outside and 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 get you have to when you run the ball in the NFL, and all the great running backs will say that you have to establish some type of rhythm, okay. You don't necessarily have to keep calling running games that are like a Jeff Fisher would do, right up the middle and to the teeth of the defense. You, There's other ways to get a guy like him the ball out of the backfield. He's a Miami native. Pickle uh, says he can catch it, catch the flare out of the backfield. Yeah, so if you've got essentially Jalen Waddle on one side, 400-meter guy, the Cheetah on the other side, and you've gotten these guys running streaks in the NFL, what they're called streaks, and you're pulling uh, a safety out of the box there, and you're pulling a, a, a linebacker out in coverage, that little uh, uh, delayed handoff, that little shovel pass, that little bubble screen, for most people, that would be a three- to four-yard uh, really good little play. For a guy like Dalvin Cook, down in Miami in September, that could be a 30-yard play, you know. That could be a 46-yard touchdown run, even at 28 years old, you know. And so I'll I'll put it this way. Um, I know that DeAndre Hopkins is coming to Tennessee. For whatever reason, if if he came to Tennessee Sunday inside of the sign with the Titans, I'll have to reevaluate. Their, uh, I had to reevaluate their win loss record. If Dalvin Cook came to uh, uh, Miami and they said, We're going to commit to this running game, we're going to commit to this running game. And then when they want to really take this running game serious, the AFC East, then we'll get these guys that ball in space. Because you could throw a guy like, I think, me personally, Jalen Waddle is so talented you can open up your route sheet for him. He, he doesn't have to do those routes that uh, that, that Tyreek Hill – and that, that being said, Tyreek Hill has learned the zone 
down to a science. I, I'll say that he was not the good route runner he is now his second year in the league. Most players, they don't really take a step past the second year, not unless you're one of these workaholic quarterback types that you have to take that next step. Uh, most players, not unless you're a Michael Parsons, he's a, he's a non-quarterback. I think he takes his game very serious, studies, uh, Ed Reed for defense. But uh, I'll give it to Tyreek Hill. He's learned to sit in that zone and not continue to run out, run out. And because and, and for one thing, he knows too, I don't got that arm strength of a Patrick Mahomes, but he does learn how to sit in that zone. Uh, but the, I didn't had no idea Dalvin Cook was only 28. He'll beat 28. So uh, been in the league six years. This dude's going to be a steal for them. If they can find a way to squeeze him in, uh, that, that it's a big drop off between him and them. You know, uh, I, I would say that, but he he, he can have a uh, what do you call it a, a renaissance, a resurrection of his career, um, something like that could happen. I'm, and again, I'm not a big running back guy. I I, I would have. Ideally, you never want to even get a running back a second contract. I know that's cold-hearted, but that's a business. But that, that, that's just the truth. But if, if you've got a mediocre quarterback like a, he really helped out Kirk Cousins, okay, and the guy before Kirk Cousins, who was a clown before him, uh, that they got the NFC Championship game because he had the right run blocking scheme that is exactly what this guy's good at doing. He's good. He's got to build the ship. So, uh, man, he, he'd be a great fantasy. He, he's always been a great fantasy player, uh, Dalvin Cook there. But uh, so I, I, I do think he, he's going to get some takers. Now, would I go crazy and offer him a big bunch of money? No, that's insane in the membrane. Now, Zeke Elliott hadn't got re-signed yet, you know. But Cook Cook's a better player. He's got much more left in the tank than a Zeke Elliott. Uh, better at catching the ball out of the backfield. Got more explosion. Uh, he's a better scorer. So somebody's going to get a um, one man's trash is another team's treasure, right? Uh, somebody's going to get a good play there with Dalvin Cook after I did a deep dive in his numbers and his age. Um, but if I'm him, I'm going to I'm going to somebody that's got that similar zone. And, and you know, I was looking at some of the odd shark. A lot of talk about Dalvin Cook today. Odd Shark put out that the Jets would be favored to get it. <laughs> uh, Miami uh, Jets are plus uh, 600. Miami's plus 625. Dallas would be plus six. Now, Dallas would be interesting if he could go to Dallas for the right price. Pollard's coming back from injury. Zeke Elliott's been, uh, Zeke Elliott ha has been released. You know, he's still a free agent. You put you trading Ezekiel Elliott for Dalvin Cook. I'll take Dalvin Cook. Okay, uh, the Bears plus thousand. Uh, there's no way if I'm Cook, I'm going to the Bears, Arizona. Now maybe Buffalo, maybe Buffalo, but they did sign Harris there, Damon Harris. Denver's plus fifteen hundred. Only way he would take Denver if uh, Javante Williams is not hundred percent. He's coming back from a pretty serious uh, leg injury. Uh, if there's some issue there, maybe Denver, he, he would do decent there in Denver. Uh, I could see 
Sean Payton saying that that that's that's a poor man's Alvin Kamara right there. You know, that guy's not too far from Alvin Kamara, although he sticks inside more than Kamara. Kamara wants to throw that ball. He wants to um, Kamara wants to break it down. But for Kamara's size, I'll give him credit. He has done really well for a smaller back. I didn't think he was going to have the pro career that he's had. And he could get released at any time, too. He's still looking at uh, possibly getting in trouble for that Las Vegas incident a few years ago at the Pro Bowl. Okay. All righty then. One more. Uh, okay. Now, Bryce Young. And I, Like I said, I'm not one to be hyperbolic. I'm not one to be a narrative guy. Uh, this is something that I, I want to be the difference between my competition and myself. Uh, But I will say this, and being all due honest, I am surprised that this early in the game, we're talking June minicamps with a veteran coaching staff like Frank Wright up there in North Carolina for the Panthers, uh, and they've got a guy like Andy Dalton who I'm sure knows that system. You know, Dalton's a quick study. He's been to playoff games. He's not the most talented guy in the world. But they've already named Bryce Young the starter up there in Carolina. We knew it was inedible. But eh, I've watched a lot of this stuff. I pay attention probably more than I should, right, Pickles? But um, I remember, uh, who was it? Urban Meyer said Trevor Lawrence. Think about Trevor Lawrence's height. He said, Trevor, at this point when he was, maybe it's a bad example, but just for example, at this point in June of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, he's like, no, nah, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. Maybe Gardner Minshew. And if you guys recall, Lawrence, during his preseason games, he had a slow release. Uh, he, he, he was just a tick off everywhere. Uh, and, it, and some people were concerned about Trevor Lawrence. I said, man, this guy's kind of got the long release. He's a little bit lanky out there. You need to tighten up his throws. He needs to use the running back more. And we saw what happened in the rookie year. It was okay at times. He had some moments. And then last year, boom, blossomed out. And they won the division and won a playoff game. And in uh, the playoffs there, and had some big upsets there too. Had had some big upsets during the regular season. Uh, but Bryce Young, being made the starter, it's because he's picking up on that that playbook so quick. I, I went back and looked at we. I talked about this before. They they've got this new test. It's somewhat new, uh, but it, it it's more modern than the, the Wonderlick test. It's called the S2 cognitive test, cognination or whatever, $50 word there. And it, and it talks about, and it, it's, it's about your reading reaction time. And he had a 98. It was one of the best ones ever. He, uh, Bryce Young had a 98 on this test. Now, this guy, Jake uh, Heener, from Fresno State, there's been a lot of hype about him from a guy that's not really been talked about, played for Fresno State. Uh, he, he had second on that. Now, Tennessee's 
uh, Will Levis, 93%. Levis has had – he was third in this test. Will Levis, the Titan Will Levis, was third. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he scored 79. And Hendon Hooker, the two SEC guys, the two SEC guys had a 79 and a 46. Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker had a 46 on there. That was a big knock on Hooker. He's playing a spread offense, uh, playing those wide, uh, uh, getting those players really wide on the sideline, doing that Baylor offense that Tennessee does. Now, I still like Hooker. He's got a gut. You know, was 25 last year, though, you know, and he scored really low on this test, and he's coming back from an injury. But uh, but running that type of spread offense, that you can't do that every play in the NFL. You can't run the super hurry up in the NFL. We saw that with Chip Kelly when he was with the Eagles. It worked for a little while, but it, the team wore down. So, but Bryce Young, 98, man. I mean, that dude – uh, with, with, with that, that is that is huge for Pan, uh, Panther fans. So you know they, they've got a above average. They got a true left tackle. They're good with. They got above average offensive line to good. Uh, they have uh, a good defensive line. I, I think it would be uh, was it Derek Brown? I really like him over the middle there. So so they've got somebody there now. Mind you, they did trade away DJ uh, DJ Moore elite route runner, but they drafted a guy that's supposed to be a pearl out of Ole Miss. His name is um, Mingo. What is his name here? I had it wrote down. I had their draft picks wrote down here. Uh, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, you remember the last couple guys that, that kind of fell to the second round uh, from Ole Miss. One of them was named A.J. Brown. The other one was named D.K. Metcalf. They played together at Ole Miss. Uh, guys are the big, strong guys, not air quote elite route runners. Uh, but this guy got a lot of hype. Um, from from the he, 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 didn't, he didn't get the hype of a Jordan Addison, okay? Uh, Jason uh, Enigma from Ohio State, he didn't get that hype. He didn't get that hype that these guys get. He ran a 4-4-6, which is pretty good. But, uh, you know, I think with a guy like Bryce Young, now my only knock on him was, and it's still the knock on him, will be consistent. His original measurements coming into the uh, 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 combine, which that's I trust more in pro day. I don't know about pro day. I think, I think pro day stuff can be doctored. But the combine, that's from this college team. The combine said he was 5'10", 192. That's freaking small, man. So that's my concern about this guy. So there is a little bit of Tua going on there. And maybe he's got to get on the weight program that the Tua's got. Tua uh, led the whole NFL in QBR for several weeks last year. Uh, led, led the league in, in QBR last uh, year. And, uh, of course, we all know what happened with, with his concussion issues and everything else and his injury history before those concussions. So that's my issue with uh, Bryce Young. But I do think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, I, I think he's going to look like a more talented Mac Jones. Remember how quickly Mac Jones picked up on the original offense when they had McDaniels there and um, 
you guys recall, let's go back to the preseason of Mac Jones' rookie year. Not last year. That was the second year. I think Mac Jones is going to have a big turnaround year, by the way. But if you go back to Mac Jones' rookie year in preseason, he was so good that they end up cutting Cam Newton. Remember that? They end up cutting Cam Newton, making him the starter. They won 10 games that year. They, 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 they won 10 games, got to the playoffs. Now they got demolished by a red-hot Buffalo team. But they were also lost a lot of – had a lot of turnover, too. It's hard to do that with the rookie quarterback. They had that Tampa team on the ropes uh, that year as well. If you recall, Brady's first game back, uh, come up a little short, though. Had them on the ropes. So uh, going back to this Carolina team, uh, th- I mean, they're up here – uh, seven and a half wins, they're probably a seven-win team, but they're going to be a fun seven. Uh, just because they're going to win seven, that don't mean that they can't be in 12. That that, that don't mean that they can't be in uh, 12 games or something like that. I got them finishing in that division. Uh, I, I got Atlanta doing better, and I've got New Orleans winning the division. Remember, New Orleans got Derek Carr. And they have a veteran defense. Uh, John Gruden is helping mold Carr into this offense. Uh, Remember, Gruden is being brought back. I think that's a really good thing. Uh, You know, I'm into forgiveness, forgiveness of people, what what they said and everything. But I do think that that Carr and that team now, of course, Dennis Allen, nah, he could make some bad moves there. And they, and they could potentially lose some games that they're not supposed to, and he get canned, and then they have to pick up another coach somewhere. Maybe they try to, you know, bring in a John Gruden, right? That would be wild. Wouldn't that be wild? But I, all that being said, Mike Thomas is back up there with New Orleans. Chris Alave, very good player. I think New Orleans will probably win that division is my whole point. Atlanta. Uh, I looked at, you know, I looked at this uh, running back they got out of Texas, and I look at the Al, uh, Al Jazeera guy, and um, Bajon Robertson is the name I was trying to think of, and I look at all their free agent defensive players. They'll probably finish second, and I think this feisty uh, Carolina team, this fun team to watch here, will finish third, and I think Tampa, with their awful um, – I think Tampa, with their uh, awful uh, coaching, defense, and Baker Mayfield, mainly quarterback play, will finish in last place. And I believe Tampa will be competing with Arizona for that number one pick. But this is going to be an interesting team, Pickles. Yeah, and Doug Peterson. So you've got Frank Wright here, who's coached everybody. Uh, you got a guy like when you get a young quarterback, and you uh, you really want to overcompensate him with a good running game. And I prefer if he's a young quarterback and he he did not have a pro style system. He's not an all world guy. Uh, you prefer him to have an offensive minded head coach. I was talking to a guy at work today. And he was talking about he's a big Florida Gator fan. I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that, sir. You know, he kind of laughed. And we're talking about Anthony Richardson. And he said, well, I think this guy, man, this guy may be a total bust. And I I mean, I'm a Florida fan. I said, well, 
there's hope for him because he's playing under Shane Stiskin, the uh, offensive coordinator for uh, 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 Jalen Hurts there, Philadelphia. And he also used to be the offensive coordinator under Justin Herbert. Then when he left, Herbert took a dip. And then, of course, he, he got back up to par. Uh, so it's it's a lot of it is the system year round. So Frank Wright, I think he will get if it's there. And, and, and judging by the fact that he's already picked up this offense, uh, he knows the playbook. Uh, he's got that seasoned veteran thing. I think he, he's going to look good. And will Frank Wright, that helps even more. So Wright had, you know, a guy like Andy Dalton, there's no way I would say they would make that made uh, Bryce Young the starting quarterback, not even before training camp starts. Uh, I, I don't think that was one of those uh, uh, owner pressure type of situations. I think the guy's really that good. He's got that quick release. and uh, But, again, it's going to be his height and, and small frame that's going to keep him uh, – keep a big question mark for me going forward. He's going to have to put on that weight like a Jalen Hurts and a – like the last two Alabama, former Alabama quarterbacks, and get in that weight room and do those squats and uh, learn how to get out of bounds and see how all this stuff works out for them. So uh, lots lot, of look into very interesting stuff. Okay, Zion Williamson going back to the round ball. <clears throat> uh, you know, Williamson, I know John Morant's had his troubles. I understand with the gun issue and everything. And also the immaturity stuff beyond that. Uh, those of you who watched me for a long time know that I, I, I thought that John ja Morant was going to be the better player. I thought he was the more skilled player. He is. He's just more immature. Uh, Zion Williamson, he didn't really get in trouble. He's just been getting made fun of. Um, <laughs> he's getting some criticism. You're Jason Whitlock's of the world. Uh, but he's, he's getting roasted. Over the internet, uh, last few days it, it, it's been widely reported, and really because this chick put this out there, uh, he's he, he posted a picture. He's impregnated this stripper on the internet. You know, he's impregnated this woman that's a stripper, and then another woman who is uh, she's a works in porn. She's a porn actor, porn star, whatever you want to call her. She posts something and says, uh, I may have your baby. And she's posting screenshots of stuff that he sent her. Uh, he invited her to move to New Orleans and everything. You're saying, what the bleep? What, what business is it is yours, Robert Butler? What business is it of anybody in the general public? And I think the, the, the fuss was about, I think, and, and, and at the same week, just, Yesterday, also, the great Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille was married at one time. He's had his issues, uh, personal issues. It kind of made the news. And remember when Kobe says, I'm not like Shaq. I don't pay women off. Talking about the woman in Eagle, Colorado thing. He took a shot at Shaq. So Shaq, Shaq's had his issues outside the marriage. It was reported. And I think the difference is, He's not. He, he he's been hurt. Uh, he's not performing well. Uh, he's got weight problems, and it, it it the perception looks like 
that he's out here effing off like nobody's business, and that may be true. You know, remember, they've already signed him to a second contract. He's already got a mass monster contract. This guy ain't played even close to 82 games in, in, a, uh, in a season here in Zion Williamson. But, you know, I think that a lot of that is perception. I've been watching the bill, like I said, the two-part thing, and I got a chance to finish the second part. I was watching it. I rewatched the first part today. And, man, Bill Walton, the Pickles, the first two years, man, did he get it. He got it. There's a guy, because he grew his hair out. Uh, he didn't do this stuff when he was playing under Coach Wooden. But he grew his hair out very long. Uh, he had been rumored. I think he was pretty open about his uh, – people kind of knew he, he was into the whole pot game. And uh, he go, went to the Grateful. He was very caught up in the whole 70s hippie thing. And he's getting hurt a lot, kind of like Zion, his first couple of years. And one guy, Pickles, he hollers – Get a haircut to this. Some old man hollered to him at the end of one of these documentaries. And then year three, he started hitting the weight room and, and cutting his hair, tightening his game up. And then, you know, we've got the Jack Ramsey uh, coaching in rest of history. They go on to win the championship. But like I said, winning, winning cures a lot of the embarrassment stories, the, you know, dating a porn star, stuff like that. One guy said, well, how come Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get some some punk on the Internet said, is it because he's black? I said, uh, I started to say something to the clown, but I didn't. I wanted to say, no, Jimmy Garoppolo did get a lot of criticism. He got internal criticism and he got external criticism from Dayton, the porn star. Uh, but my thing is, listen, the guy's 22 years old. The old adage is 22, 23, 23, I think, actually. The idle minds of devil's workshop, right? Uh, been rehabbing for a long time, uh, got free time on his hands. I could do the same thing. You know, I go to church and all this, but I tell my friends in church, I said, let me tell you guys something. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Okay. Uh, this phone right here, there's so many women on this phone and being a Zion Williamson, you know, if he likes a chick's picture and they see his check mark by his name on, on Instagram, they're going to inbox him, you know? They're going to inbox the guy, and one thing's going to lead to another. And, uh, you know, you, you, he's going to have to be uh, more careful with that. Um, but I, I'm not here to judge him because I think I could get, uh, you know, caught up into a situation like that. You know, young guy, a lot of testosterone. He wants a lady. And I, I'll say this. You say, well, how, how do you get rid of it? Well, you got to get your head right for one thing. And I've talked about this before in this program, whether it's Zion Williamson, a pro athlete, or anybody, or myself, for instance. You have to map out your day. You, Yeah, he was a vegetarian. They didn't like that either. And you have to map out your day. Uh, you can't work out, watch basketball, take 24. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But – some coaches might not agree with me here, and I, and I know that Kyler Murray in the NFL, there was a clause about him watching more film and all that. But after the work is done, being a single guy, I'm 41 single, so I, I, I've been in Zion's situation before. 
he might want to take up some other hobbies like playing games, playing video games. That will keep him out. Get him a steady chick. You know, um, he'll have seven kids like Sean Kemp. You know, you're going to have to get some. And, I, and I've talked to my friends. I've got, you know, I've ordered the Sega uh, remastered, the mini Sega, and I've got the, the Nintendo thing. I've cut back on my spending to make the sacrifice to get you this great program five nights a week. And instead of going out here and work, I, so I'm making less money. So I can't go out and spend a lot of money and go chase women. It's fun, but it can be costly. You know, he didn't grow up in my era generation. I'm 20 years difference, almost 20 years, almost. Where we were scared to death to not use protection when sex and stuff. He's a younger generation. He doesn't get the heat. He's getting heat about this, but he doesn't get the heat uh, that, that someone of my generation would because of protection and stuff like that. And the Sean Kemp stuff with uh, guys having a bunch of kids, that's how, even though you've got money, child support, uh, that stuff, it goes by a percentage of your income. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Some of my younger viewers. I remember uh, uh, John Claude Van Damme said, man, I got I got to pay blah, 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 hundreds of thousands per month in child support. I guess I got to make more movies. You know, you, you keep doing that. Uh, Easy E, the great rapper, Eric. I was watching something on him last 24 autopsy show and a documentary on him the other day. And that dude had eight women, had 11 kids by eight different women. A lot, a lot of, of course he blew up young, kind of like an athlete rapper took off very young, still late teens, early twenties, even mid twenties, that kind of money. Uh, you, you think you're invincible. It's fun. But the truth of the matter is it will catch up with you financially. It will catch up with. So I think he's got to hopefully somebody in his circle say, man, you got to get. Listen, I know that them fast girls are better sexually. See, I, this is real talk here. This is a real talk show. This ain't fake bill where I preach to you. You know, I go to church, but I'm not the pastor and the pastor ain't Jesus either. Right. So but. And that's why these guys go to this stuff. I mean, we get these women because they're, you know, if you, if you get the, 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 the chick that the, she's a choir quality woman, she not not be as sexually experienced as one of these women. And, and I was listening, Jason Whitlock talk about that as uh, as one of these women. But that being said, you got to start thinking about who's successful in this league. You got to think about yourself 10 years from now. It's hard for a 23 year old to do, 24 year old to do. 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you don't want to be a story of a guy who made a lot of money and now you are broke and working regular jobs at a, a car rental place or working security. Man, when you Zion Williams, oh man, you know, you don't want to be one of them guys that had to do jobs like I've done. Uh, you say what's less likely for basketball players? I'm telling you, there have been basketball players with those guaranteed contracts go broke. Uh, who's your guy? Of course, used to play with the uh, with the Boston Celtics in the late '90s, early 2000. Uh, Walker and was it uh, 
Antonio Walker, I think, was it Walker? He went broke, totally broke. You know, Luke Skywalker went broke. Uh, uh, so it, it can happen even with these guys, but it's mainly because his uh, he, watching Cow Park, uh, watching South Park and smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. So that it, it, you know that's his weight getting up. You know that that gets your weight up. Uh, he's got a good relationship with his stepdad now. Like Shaq, Shaq, stepdad, the Sarge. He got on the shack. He said, man, you're out here screwing up, man. And he really he looked at his stepdad as a father figure. I say this because Shaq was with the, with the woman known to be fast, a, a, a social media influencer this week as well. Nobody said anything. Shaq's successful. Shaq's got rings. Uh, but Shaq realized you can do this sort of thing, but you've got to keep it at arm's length. And not keeping it at arm's length is getting these women pregnant and all this stuff, and then have to do that. Uh, but also, so my thing is, he's going to have to manage his time better, and a good friend will say, hey, listen, man, even if you got to go get one of these video game consoles, you've got to manage your time all the way up. Find one lady tiger, and y'all y'all work out the other stuff to get her experience like one of these, these fast women, because money can go quickly, even big money, because again, um, judging by what I know, because I don't have kids, but I got a lot of friends that do, and it goes by your income on that. So he's been made a fool. And you say, well, is this a blessing? This guy? Well, possibly, because embarrassment gets a guy's attention and motivation. Uh, he's getting hounded right now. He's kind of, it's not really criticism. It's getting more made fun of than anything. Uh, so even though he's the first of our pick, he signed a big extension, you know, a few bad investments and some baby mamas out of wedlock. And before you know it, you're scrambling for money and foreclosing on homes, buddy. Driving Escalade and living in a trailer park. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that is true. That's uh, ghetto fabulous. Like uh, some of the friends that I've grown up with that I know uh, ever so often. So, you know, again, get you another hobby, man. Uh, use it for positive motivation. Straighten up your life. And remember, you know, these women, just because they're fast and all that, you embarrass them and humiliate them, hurt their feelings, they're going to embarrass you, put those screenshots on. That's another tip to the young guys. Don't say anything to any woman through email, text message, uh, that you don't want the world to see. Remember Brett Favre sent the picture of his genital areas to a woman uh, when he was with the Jets. I don't know what the bleep Brett Favre was thinking, but they can't like, like what, well, you know, the, the, uh, the read your rights, you know, the Miranda rights pickles, they can and will use against you into a court of public opinion. Never send anybody. I don't care how long you, how much you think you trust her something that's going to get you in trouble where she can screenshot it and use it against you. You know, a lot of these guys, they, you know, they, they don't care until, until they do care until, until it kind of comes back and have some egg in your face. So anyways, I hope the guy gets his weight squared away. I'd like to see the Pelicans bounce back, you know, 
But uh, it, it is what it is. It, I know it's a common thing. I think it's more out there down because we got social media. I understand that uh, Wilt Chamberlain didn't he sleep with a thousand women or everything. And then, you know, Magic talked about it, wrote a book about it. Yeah, he also got HIV. He was had, scared to death that he was going to die, too. So things can come back and bite you the other way. So if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back tomorrow with Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez. I'm going to get his opinion about that Jacob DeGrom situation and what he thinks about some of these topics we've been covering all week. Uh, and uh, Again, I'll be back here, same place, same time. Please share the show. If you have not subscribed to the Sports Scope YouTube channel, make sure and subscribe to that. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Here on Sports Go.